Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show today. An interview with my friend Colin. We are going to talk about something that fascinates me. You guys know that the false humanity of politicians is something that I love to explore. And we are going to do that by way of their official Spotify playlist. It's a good episode. I'm just telling you. Man, these these people, they love weird songs. They got weird songs. They don't want to offend anybody, but they don't want to seem unhip. All right. Uh, folks, you can, of course, support this show by heading on over to TakePoliticsSeriously.com. TakePoliticsSeriously.com is where you can uh, uh, go ahead and get on our Patreon. If you are at the $3 level, you get a bonus show on Friday. You get a bonus show on Monday. You get these little mini episodes. Never far away from my hot takes. Head on over there right now. TakePoliticsSeriously.com All right. Let's go ahead and get into the interview. My guest today is the former arts critic for the Buffalo News and a good friend of mine, Colin Dabkowski. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, man. How are you? Oh, you know, uh, this is one of those episodes that I've been really looking forward to. A, A, because uh, I get to talk to you, which is always a good time. But also because, uh, you know, we've done a lot of serious interviews on, on the show about like with, you know, I think the last one we were talking about, like the, the, the difference between Plato and Aristotle and rhetoric and it's like no this is going to just be right where my wheelhouse is making fun of politicians pretending to be real humans uh, which is uh, you know just undeniable and I think we're going to have a good time we're going to go through Spotify uh, Spotify playlists of five of the candidates that are running just to demonstrate exactly how ridiculous they are but but before we do that, uh, let's let the people uh, get to know you a little bit. Uh, what is your take right now on the current crop of Democratic candidates for president? In general, I'm I'm impressed with uh, with their level of engagement in all the issues. I think that they all have their problems. And like anything in politics, you just decide who has the least problems. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at Kamala Harris. You know, her history as a prosecutor, and that's terrible. Joe <laughs> Biden's, you know, various misadventures, also terrible. So I'm just at the point of, you know, comparing them to the dumpster fire that is Trump and sort yeah. of saying, well, I'd vote for, you know, a paper towel um, over Trump. But like, uh, but in general, I'm I'm pretty impressed with the with their substance and sort of less impressed, uh, I guess, with the with the. Their Spotify list, but I guess we'll get into that. <laughs> we will get in. We will get into their choice in uh, uh, music in a second. But is there any of the candidates that you are like right out on? You're, you're like, no, uh, understandable that I'd probably vote for them if they were up against Trump. But I, I really don't like you in this current uh, uh, gang of twenty that was on stage last week. 
yeah. Um, I really don't like Pete Buttigieg. You don't um, like Pete Buttigieg? Guess, no, I don't think he has enough experience uh, in anything political to sort of qualify him to be president of the United States. I mean, he's the mayor of a small town. He's done some good things. He's been in the military, which I'm, I'm sure qualifies you for something in that realm. But I just, I'm really, I think that he's too inexperienced and he should be running for a, sort of a lower office before he tries to thrust himself into this, you know, race for president. I think it's, um, I don't know. So yeah, Pete, while there are some aspects of his candidacy that of course I enjoy as a gay man, I'm like glad that there's a gay man running for president. Yeah. I just think the experience, the experience thing really kills it for me. And I think it's like misplaced confidence. That's what I would say. It is really odd that he just showed up like kind of fully. Like, I mean, he, he raised the most amount of money last quarter. Right. Like more than Joe Biden, who's been in politics for four decades, had four decades worth of connections to leverage and running for president. Pete Buttigieg just shows up and raises more money than everybody else. It is just kind of odd that he, he showed up fully formed. Right. Right. And from doing what? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I, I can't. What are his accomplishments? Like, that's my thing with Pete Buttigieg. Like, there's a lot of the other con candidates. Even Joe Biden, who, who people rightfully have lots of problems with, can list accomplishments, right? And people judge, I'm not really sure what any of them are, you know, politically speaking. Yeah, I mean... I, Which I, would seem to be like the minimum thing to qualify you to run for president of, you know, the free world, right? I mean, although if you look at it, we are... You know, experience has meant less and less, right? Like, like uh, it was it was a scandal when Barack Obama only had like two years worth of senatorial experience under his belt, and then we elected Trump, who had literally none of it. So, like, I don't know. Maybe the trend is negative experience. Like, you you never yeah. We we will trust the person who's never heard of the concept of government before. Like, what's the natural outcome of this? Like, <laughs> we just keep lowering the, the age of qualification until a, a literal baby is present. That's it. Finally, the baby to unite the the, the, the parties. We, we can all be very excited for President Baby. Yeah, we can't disagree with him, right? Because it would be wrong. So I think we're kind of already there, actually, President Baby. There we go. Is the, is the president we have. So All right. So uh, uh, with that said, I don't know how I want to do this. I don't know if I want to give you the candidates that are listed here. Yeah, you want to know what? It's just going to be easier. So here's what we're going to do. Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, and Kirsten Gillibrand are the candidates. So I will, okay. I will read them. Oh, and Cory Booker. They are the candidates. I will read uh, uh, the list of their uh, playlist, and you have to tell me which one is uh, uh, which, which one is which here. So okay, I will do my I will do my best. All right, here we go. Let's... All right. So here's uh, the first one. Uh, uh, the title of the playlist is just the candidate's name in 2020. All right. So I guess okay. this is an all purpose playlist. Madonna's Express Yourself, Lizzo, Good as Hell, 
Kesha and the Dap King Horns, a woman, Aretha Franklin Think, Muna, I Know a Place, TLC, No Scrubs, Natalie Cole, This Will Be an Everlasting Love, uh, Bamba Estero, Soy Yo, The New Radicals, You Get What You Give, <laughs> Queen Latifah and wow. Moni Love, <laughs> Ladies First, uh, Ace Freely, New York Groove, Flint, e uh, uh, Flint Eastwood Queen, uh, uh, Maggie Rogers, Give a Little. And I'll tell you what, this is actually a really long playlist, so that's where I'm going to stop it. There is a lot. Wow. The there's new, a lot on the there. New radicals. <laughs> the new rat, which, by the way, still a bop. I, I, I will, I will stand by. You get what you give. That is still a good song. Dude, I have not thought about that song since it was actually like a thing. And <laughs> what was it? The the late '90s. Oh yeah, yeah, late '90s. No, that that was like a, a, a TRL uh, banger. Yeah, I love that song. As soon as we get, uh, you know, done with this interview, I think I'm going to play it at full volume because I literally uh, <laughs> haven't listened to it since oh, then. Oh, dude, totally. Well, that's, that's, yeah. So that's a tough one. There were like some New York things in there. Yeah. So weren't there? One of them was New York something. So that kind of points me in, um, oh, who's the list? Does it say the list again? Uh, that would be Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Kirsten Gillibrand, Pete Buttigieg. Oh, yeah, it's got to be uh, Gillibrand, right? It would have to be Gillibrand. You are absolutely right. Indeed, it is yes. Kirsten Gillibrand. Uh, you know that was. I think that's that's really the only easy one. Although, actually, I don't. Well, I don't. I, I don't. I haven't really gone through these, so I don't know if there's any like out and out pandering for for Cory Booker. But we will we will we will all find out together. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, that was. A, I will say that was a pretty solid playlist, though. Don't you think? It was not bad. It was not bad. You know, I think what what, what you're gonna see as we go through these are there's a lot of uh, mixing and matching of like, oh, okay, well, here's stuff that obviously my interns are putting on here, and then it's like they're gonna mix <laughs> in the six songs that they actually know. It's like, oh yeah, no. Well, I'm from New York, so of course we need Ace Frehley's New York Groove. Otherwise, how would people right. know? <laughs> they'll have no idea well in, in Gillibrand's case that's true because nobody knows who the hell she is <laughs> she was I mean I thought she had an okay debate but ultimately like I, I just don't know I, I thought she was actually going to be the one to press Biden but more on the mm -hmm. like me too kind of stuff because that's her candidacy like that's what she has run on at least initially uh, uh, I thought she was going to make some like, hey, don't sniff my hair comment, but never really happened. <laughs> yeah, that I would have gone for that. I think she's polling at like point zero zero eight percent or something hilariously low like that. So, well, and she also had the know. most disastrous rollout, like of all the rollouts, she had the most disastrous because she was doing uh, her announcement outside of Trump Tower. And then it happened to be the weekend, like literally the day that news leaked that their uh that that the Mueller report didn't you know it was it was that the bar summary of the Mueller report so that was like right. a big messaging day for the president and then she's like oh i'm running for president in front of this thing on like literally the only bad day to do it there was like there's right. been no other bad days to protest the president in front of Trump Tower except for then so oh well at yeah. least she's from New York because she put it on a playlist uh all right here's the next one this is just the candidate's name playlist. No 2020. So even blander. Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash, Girl from the North Country. Birch Trees and Broken Barns, Caroline Smith and the Good Night Sleeps. Skyway by The Replacements. Clouds by Zach Sobiek. John Legend Under the Stars. Dessa the Beekeeper. Uh, the Lumineers, Flowers in Your Hair. Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. <laughs> Indigo Girls, Closer to Fine. Plain White Tees, Hey There Delilah. Soul Asylum, Runaway Train. Lucinda Williams, uh, Change the Locks. Husker Do, Love is All Around. Sound of Blackness, I Believe. Bruce Springsteen, We Take Care of Our Own. Sarah B- Barley's Brave. And uh, this little, uh, the, the Little Light of Mine by Geraldine Steele and the Vocal Essence Choral Group. Oh, yes, a classic. That one. I mean, that yeah. one, yeah. I mean, who hasn't, who doesn't remember that one all the time? Uh, yeah, uh, just my, my wedding song. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that one I have no idea. Who are my Who are my choices that are left? Klobuchar, Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. Cory Booker. Right. Oh, and then Pete Buttigieg. Who do I think would would pick Husker? Do oh my god! So um, yeah, I think I think the, the, <laughs> Tracy Chapman's Fast Car, right? Yeah. Uh, Runaway Train by Soul Asylum, which I, I don't know. Has that song completely divorced itself from the music video where it was like about missing children? <laughs> like it doesn't. I hope so. I, yeah, because it's like that's in my head. I will always remember it as like, oh, yeah, that really, really sad music video about like <laughs> children that have run away from home. Right. Yeah, that's not a look you'd necessarily want, you know. I mean, great song. Candidate. Great song. And then, yeah, uh, Hey There, Delilah by the Plain White Tees. That's the other. Uh... Okay. Um, I have, It's so schizophrenic, I have no idea. I guess I'm just <laughs> going to pick the candidate who I think is most confused in general, and that would be Cory Booker. <laughs> uh, now, I, I was hoping no. that you would, I'm ho- I was hoping you would take the bait and assume because there was a Bruce Springsteen track on there that you would go Cory Booker, but it is not. It is Uh-oh. Amy Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar, Klobuchar, which is, I guess, why they or uh, she she starts off with "Girl from the North Country," the Bob Dylan. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I guess she's consciously courting the lesbian vote, which I've never necessarily <laughs> seen happen in politics before. But I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, sure. Probably right. You know that makes sense. Uh, I mean, it, it was had, Indigo Girls and something else. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she had some real Lilith Fair vibes. Uh, you know, yeah, and, Tracy and, Chapman, right? Yeah, she had Tracy Chapman and, uh, and and Indigo Girls on here. All right, here we go. So now uh, you have you have uh, successfully identified Gillibrand. Uh, the last one was Klobuchar. Here is uh, your your next playlist. And by the way. I'm not going to say the name of the playlist because it would give it away, but it is a pun of the candidate's name. So here we go. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, Never Going Back Again. Uh, Panic at the Disco, High Hopes. Carly Rae Jepsen, Cut to the Feeling. Fish, Tweezer. Cake, The Distance. Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, This Land is Your Land. Shea Diamond, American Pie, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Up Around the Bend, Curtis Mayfield, Move On Up, 
uh, Portugal, the man, feel it still. Mark Anthony, Vivir, Mi Vida. Florence and Machine, the dog days are over. Uh, and then this is pretty long, so I'll just kind of skip around. There's a Darius Rucker on here. Tim McGraw. Uh, the Who. Beck. The Isley Brothers. And a Demi Lovato. Wow. Yeah, this is like the weirdest wedding like that anybody's ever been to. <laughs> like this, the DJ really got, you know, got drunk before he put this together. This um, is my favorite. <laughs> my favorite part of this entire exercise. And the reason why I knew I had to call you for it is just because it is so schizophrenic. It's just like I don't want to create a vibe at all because for fear that I would offend somebody. Like, there's no way I'm losing a vote based on this playlist. Even if you hate 90% of it, there's going to be two songs where you're like, oh, but that's good. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, and who do I have left? Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, uh, Pete Buttigieg, and Cory Booker. Um, Hmm. Let me say that's Pete Buttigieg. Colin, you have successfully identified the Buttigieg's playlist. Right. <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited because it is <laughs> it is like I'm going to impress everyone and have absolutely no soul or spirit whatsoever <laughs> of my own. Cuz look at this this opening 5, right? So we open with Fleetwood Mac. Which it's like, all right, I guess we're just openly signaling I'm Bill Clinton because Fleetwood Mac was like the the Clintons band, right? Then Panic at the Disco's High Hopes. Then it's like, all right, it's like, all right, well, that's like a modern hit, I guess. Like it's it's as far as pop radio goes, this is like the closest thing that rock has had to a pop hit in a while. Then Carly Rae Jepsen. Did I mention I'm gay? But then Fish. Like, where where are we with any of this? I don't know, man. It's like somebody who's going through, like, a high school identity crisis where they, <laughs> like, one week they're, like, a goth, and the next week yes. they're into, like, Motorhead or something. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell's up with you, man? Uh, yeah, politics and music are, are, they just don't, they don't seem to really mix. No. All right. So I'm going to read these next two. The only uh, two candidates that you have left are Cory Booker and Kamala Harris. Right. So I'm going to read. Well, here, we're just going to do the first 10 songs off both of them. I'm going to read both of them, and then you have to decide which is which, right? Because if, if you picked okay. one, then it, right. it would eliminate the other one. A Tribe Called Quest, Check the Rhyme. Juicy by the Notorious B.I.G. Everything is Everything by Lauren Hill. Redbone by Childish Gambino. Rise Up by Andra Day, Groove Me, King Floyd, Happy by Pharrell Williams, California Love, Tupac, and Dr. Dre. All right, that's one of them. Mm -hmm. And then the other is Where is the Love by the Black Eyed Peas, Man in the Mirror, Michael Jackson, Fight Song by Rachel Platten, Glory by Common, uh, Alexander Hamilton from the Alexander Hamilton musical, Roar by Katy, Fa- uh, Katy Perry, Jesus Walks, Kanye West, Can't Hold Us, Macklemore, and Ryan Lewis. One of All them right. is Kamala, like Harry, uh, Kamala Harris, and one of them is Cory Booker. 
I do feel like there was a giveaway in the in the first one because of California love. So, and it, there was also like the conspicuous absence of F the police. So I'm going to say <laughs> that that is Kamala Harris. You are absolutely correct. And I even uh, uh, panicked. I tried to, uh, <laughs> I tried, I avoided the first song on the Cory Booker playlist, which was of course Bruce Springsteen. So I, I knew yeah, that that would be true. the dead giveaway. So I skipped that and went right to the black eyed peas, which is the second pick. But like, man, Cory Booker. Cory Booker might be, along with Marianne Williamson, might be the person that I am most fascinated by just as a person. Like, because he's a very yeah. odd human, right? He seems that way. And I, I I, go back and forth on him. I really liked him when he when he first came onto the scene. But, um, you know, his education stuff is really disturbing. He's all about privatization and, and uh, you know, billionaire financing and charter schools and stuff. But he's he's definitely an interesting dude. You, you can't quite pin him down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, the, there was that whole. The, are you aware of his of his joke that he likes to tell like twice a year for the last decade? No, I don't think so. So he, he's been tweeting uh, uh, for like 10 years now. Every once in a while, he'll tweet. Uh, I broke up with sleep. I'm now dating coffee. She's hot. <laughs> like, wow. And he just, it, it's, it, you know, there's like a, a log. People are fascinated by it. Uh, uh, they're, they're very excited whenever it happens, but he's been doing it for 10 years now. And it's just like, who are you? Like if a friend of mine was doing that, I would say something to them. Like, let alone somebody yeah, whose job it is to like connect with strangers. It's like mildly sociopathic behavior, which I think is a pretty good explanation for or definition of politics. Yes. Like it sort of makes sense. But yeah, that's really weird. Do you think he's just like trying it until it clicks? Or I, he's just I don't know. Mind? I don't know. There's like because then there's like in the background, there's the whole, uh, you know, is he closeted like there's uh, which I think is unfair to just throw out there. But. Also, like, you know, Bill de Blasio kind of made it a point when uh, during the during the debates when he's like, hey, I'm here's something that nobody else on this stage can say. I have a black son. And it's like, you know, a awkward pan over to Cory Booker, as I'm sure people who don't know, like who he is and everyone's learning about these candidates for the first time are like, oh, oh, for real. Oh, I guess you're just dating Rosario Dawson. OK, cool. Like, I don't know. It's just an odd thing with him. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think like you identified the, the issue correctly at the opening of this, like when you said that they're pretending to be genuine human beings, <laughs> which I think we can agree that none of them actually are. So no, I if mean, you and, go in with that baseline, you know, and, and you that's, won't be disappointing. That's the thing is like people sometimes, well, especially when we get closer and closer to like, you know, nut cutting time and, and people are like really, really ginned up about whatever the candidate's going to be. And, and, you know, it, the, those battle lines are drawn. People tend to get a little tight whenever I'm like, oh, well, look, they're like pretending to be humans because they're not really humans. They're, you're, they're messaging in a suit or a pantsuit. Like this is what politics is, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. It's like you have to like you're not going to be afforded the ability to be a normal human. Like you have to 
you know, you are you are basically like the Burger King of conversation. <laughs> you have to serve millions with everything that you say. Yeah, exactly. And your job is like to piss off the least number of people possible, which is why these playlists are so perfect <laughs> as a like distillation of what what it is to run for any any position in government. It's like it's impossible and personality lists. And yeah. so like the so it's that's why I feel so artificial. Like I hate to be so judgy, you know, because it's not, it's so hard for them to to really try to relate to so many different people. I would never be able to do it. Um, but at the same time, we should definitely make fun of them for their bizarre <laughs> choices. I mean, if there's anything that could bring us together, it is making fun of Cory Booker's <laughs> shitty Twitter jokes. Uh, all right. Of those playlists that we read, is there any that you would actually play through? Uh, I think, I feel like, uh, man, the one with... um. You only get what you give. That was a good one, Gillibrand. So you would, uh, yeah, and you are, you are, yeah, you are, you are in, you are in New York State. So she is your senator, right? You could, you could do your uh, New York State patriotic duty and, and bust out the uh, Gillibrand twenty twenty playlist. Yeah, exactly. What else was on that? Do you have it in front of yeah, you? Yeah, I, have it, I feel yeah, like there on. were some pretty, pretty good ones on there. That was another one that was like, I, I kind of feel like she, or whatever intern is putting that together for her. Uh, yeah. understood that like oh no just you can make a playlist with like 75 songs like it doesn't actually need to be like a mixtape uh so yeah this was uh i think we only got down to like new york groove uh, uh if we if we keep going here we got a beyonce janelle monet uh alicia keys Haley steinfeld demi lovato lady gaga Gladys Knight and the Pips, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Carly Rae Jepsen is is oddly somebody that has popped up on a lot of these playlists. I don't know. Uh, uh, she is like uh, a messaging approved, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Walk the Moon, The Chain Smokers, No Doubt, Katy Perry, Lizzo, Lizzo too. Uh, yeah, Lizzo. Come on, I mean that's awesome. Yeah, One Republic, Underground, and Imagine Dragons. Yeah, I guess like of the like cool acts to be into Carly Rae Jepsen and Lizzo are probably in for, for whatever reason they have crossed from like, all right, you're not obscure enough that no one's going to know who you are. So I'll get credit for having you on my playlist, but also you're like new and fresh. And that's what I am as a politician. Look at yeah. my new and fresh ideas. Yeah. I feel like that one, that's the one that I would like listen to at a party and not feel weird about it. You know? Yeah, they're all sort of fun, upbeat, and not not beat you over the head with their message kind of songs. Yeah, yeah, oh, I, I think I'd go for that one. I didn't even think of that, but I'll bet you that's like the use case. Is like they, you know, they they're like, oh, cool, put on these playlists at parties, and when people are like, man, this is a great playlist. What is it called? It's actually Gillibrand 2020. <laughs> like, I, I feel like that's why. I mean, because I guess what else would you do? Like, how are you connecting with your candidates? By a playlist, yeah, because like at best you're only you're only going to hear the one song they walk out to, right? So what are these playlists actually for? Well, I guess that's. I mean, they're obviously for their parties and stuff. Like, you know, I, I think it was Cory Booker that had fight song on it, which, like, at this point, considering it was like the Hillary Clinton anthem, like, I, I don't know. That seems like bad luck. <laughs> like, like, why would you put 
that song on there, uh, uh, you know, one cycle away from from it not working. Like it, it would seem to be cursed. Yeah, absolutely. That's just that. Maybe that's an oversight. Maybe that's where like the campaign intern gets fired or something. <laughs> yeah. People realize it. A furious, um, a furious Cory Booker <laughs> comes stomping into the bullpen. <laughs> Who did this? Who yeah, put although, this curse song on my Spotify a- playlist? <laughs> I think that's more of a Klobuchar move, though. Actually, I'm hoping for that kind of drama to come out of the, the campaign, you know, because she's so, like, notoriously evil towards her staff. Oh, yeah. What was it? Didn't she She ate a salad with a comb because nobody could get her a fork fast enough? I didn't, I didn't hear that. But that I sounds think, great. Yeah, no, that was, like, in, it was like, oh, Amy Klobuchar is a total psycho uh, stories. Let me see. Klobuchar. Comb. Yeah, she did some crazy stuff. People quit because they, or people were always crying. Yeah. Yelling at them and stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Here's, so here is, here is the story. Uh, Amy Klobuchar is facing additional allegations. Uh, This episode happened in 2008 while the lawmaker was traveling with aides to South Carolina and a staffer brought a salad for Klobuchar uh, while carrying her bags through the airport. However, the aide forgot utensils and the flight had none on board, prompting Klobuchar to berate the aide and pull a comb from her bag so she could eat the salad. The reports, uh, re- the paper reported citing four people familiar with the episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's solid reporting when you have to get four people to confirm that she ate her salad with a comb. I mean, that's that's, that's what you want to see. You, you want to see, you know, quadruple redundancy in the comb story. You know, you can't just run bullshit <laughs> exactly. with that. National security, I'll pick one. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, who's going to get fired in the West Wing? We'll do two anonymous, maybe, right? But we need four people <laughs> on the record to say that Amy Klobuchar ate her salad with a comb. Yeah, yeah, it's the state of modern political journalism. I think we're going to be fine. I think, I think it's fine. great. I mean, what's gone wrong yet? All right, my guest has Absolutely been... nothing. Yeah, no. We're, 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 we're humming along. Uh, all right. My guest has been Colin Davkowski of the Buffalo News. Colin, if people want to want to want to interact with you online, you got a you got a Twitter, right? Yeah, they can find me on Twitter at Colin Davkowski. Boom. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>